Young journalists wanting to get into broadcast have a lot to consider. Like what city will they work in? What stories will they cover? But some journalists also have to think about something else, their hair, and whether it will be accepted in newsrooms. Joining us today will be three people who've considered this, Marion Brooks, Selah Estelle, and Ariana Allen. Hello, I'm Carol Marine. Thanks for joining us in our podcast, So You Want to Be a Reporter. In today's episode, we'll be talking about black hair in newsrooms. Marion Brooks is an anchor and an investigative reporter at NBC5 in Chicago. She has over 25 years of on-air journalism experience. People in Chicago who watch the news know you and know you well, but they may not know everything about the beginning of your career. Would you talk a little bit about your first on-camera job? My first on-camera job was in Greenwood, Greenville, Mississippi, and it was market 189 when I got there, and I don't know that it's much bigger now. Um, it was a great place to start, as most small markets are, just because you get a chance to learn a lot, make a lot of mistakes, and uh, not have them carry you throughout your career. You just really get to grow, and I did a lot down there, so it was great. At what point in your career did you have a conversation with management about your appearance? You know, it's always been an underlying uh, talk, but I, the first one that comes to mind, and it does have to do with hair, actually, was my second market in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I'm an African-American woman. My hair is always an issue because it's, it, it takes a lot to manage. And um, Jacksonville is a very humid place because it's Florida. And it was real easy to have a bad hair day. And I remember wearing my hair up one day in like a, you know, nothing major, just like a little uh, French roll or something. And being told that I had to wear my hair the same way every single day. It had to look the same every single day. And I was like, what if my hair is looking crazy? You know, I just like, I, that just seems so impossible. That was very, you know, it could be stressful. When, when you're told that, what's your internal conversation? What are you saying to yourself as you're listening to this guidance from your management? Well, one thing is how very difficult that's going to be, especially when you're young. I was 24 years old. You know, I want to please, I want to do my best. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I want to make a positive impression. I want to be known um, for my work, but I'm still learning my craft. I'm still honing. So it just, it, it sends you in a place that is less about what you do and more about how you look. And yes, we're in television. So you sort of understand that that is a given um, when you know that you know, it's not like I look bad or untidy. It's just that it wasn't what someone else had in mind. That's frustrating. I mean, and at the time it was, it was intimidating and, and, you know, made me feel nervous. And well, what am I going to do if I have something go wrong with my hair? Is it an issue that affects black journalists more than white journalists? I'm all, I only know being a black journalist. I'm only a black woman. I, but I do think honestly, black women, uh, have more issues with their hair as far as maintenance goes and as far as 
having it look uh, what might be considered uh, acceptable to white management. I've been dealing with hair constantly, and a lot of it is me dealing with it, trying to make sure it fits even what I think it should look like, and that being difficult. So yeah, it's always an issue. Sayla Estelle and Ariana Allen are graduate journalism students at DePaul University. As young Black women coming up in broadcast journalism, they've had to think about their identities and their hair and how they will be perceived. Sayla, in the morning, how hard is it to do your hair? I find it can be a process. I'm a perfectionist, so I always want to look presentable. And it's kind of something that I really stress about. If my hair doesn't look good enough, will I be taken seriously? How much time do I have to look presentable? It's an everyday stressor for me, honestly. Ariana, is it more stressful for black women? Is black hair different than white hair, for instance? In the professional setting, yes. Um, in the professional setting, it is very difficult to uh, be able to wear your hair the way it grows out of your scalp um, in the professional setting without getting some type of pushback or feedback from a boss or a higher up about how it's supposed to look. And I think for black women, it is a lot harder for us to keep up professionally and just day to day because our hair varies by the season, it varies by the day, it varies by the weather. We can't wear straight hair if it's raining. If we have a photo shoot and the photo shoot gets pushed back, somebody that's not black may be like, I'll just curl my hair tomorrow, but my twist out might not last until tomorrow. Like it may only be for the day. So it just, there's a lot of time and a lot of specificity that goes on with us doing our hair, keeping our hair maintained. Um, and that is just something that we grow up with, something that we've dealt with our whole lives. And it gets even more complicated and intricate as we enter uh, the professional field. Sailor, do you see many black women wearing their natural hair? Honestly, in the newsroom, no. I've grown up to see black women, and most of the hairstyles presented have been straight, Eurocentric hairstyles, you know, straight long hair, only that type of texture, not really so much a natural black hair texture. So no, I haven't seen that much. Same for you, Ariana, in terms of, of how you see hair and how you see representation of hair? I definitely feel like I don't see as much representation for natural hair. Uh, on on broadcast news, definitely more in like advertisements and commercials. There's more like women wearing their nat their natural hair, but um, on evening news and things like that, I see more um, women wearing their hair straight, sew-ins or wigs. Have uh, professors or people in the industry had conversations with you about this? And if so, what are those conversations like? I recently had a conversation with uh, Marley Caden, who is an adjunct professor here. Um, we talked about 
my worries about getting into a market um, that will accept me with my natural hair so I don't continuously have to straighten my hair or continuously get sew-ins or wigs when I'm in the field because that can add up financially. It's also a lot of maintenance. Um, and she kind of told me that it really matters where I go. She doesn't think that it will deter me from getting a job. It just will determine the market. Like, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin might pass on me, but Memphis, Tennessee may take me. So it, that's the conversation we had, and I kind of enjoyed that insight because going through undergrad, especially all the black girls that I knew, definitely straightened the hair in their markets. Taylor, have you had conversations with people about this? Honestly, I have not had any conversations with faculty, professors, or anybody about the way my hair looks or the way newsrooms will perceive me based on my hair. Like I said before, I honestly just choose to wear protective styles that where my hair appears straight just to be safe because I do know that natural hair is an issue for a lot of newsrooms and a lot of professions. I honestly haven't had a specific conversation about it, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. So that's the route I choose to go. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll hear from Marion Brooks about whether natural hair is discouraged in newsrooms and her experience going natural. Can a black woman or a, a black man for that matter, let their hair go all natural or is that discouraged? Well, this is sort of a new area actually, in my opinion. Um, Illinois has passed the Crown Act. So it would be illegal right now in Illinois for someone to discriminate you based on the style of your hair, whether it be natural or braids or dreadlocks or whatever, it, how, however you choose to wear it. But the fact that we needed a Crown Act speaks for itself. So I believe, yes, it would have been discouraged. I have never tried it and never attempted to do it until recently. I am planning to wear braids and I'm planning to do it soon. In fact, um, I was uh, today planning to go down and uh, take a look at some product that I was going to be using. So that is going to be a major shift for, I've seen other women that are on air wear braids. Um, I've wanted to do it for a long time just because it would be much less maintenance. Um, but I, I've talked to Frank, our boss of my, your former boss about it and um, our image consultant, believe it or not. And uh, it's, it's something that they accept. And so look, stay tuned. 10 years ago, could you have had that same conversation with the same outcome? I doubt it. I doubt it. I couldn't have worn. I mean, now you see natural hair more readily. Um, I have never worn my natural hair that wasn't straightened. Um, I have my hair is natural right now but it's straightened when I wear it, you know, when I wear it down. Um, I've never worn it in twists or in curls or anything like that. So it's even something new to me. And I certainly never wore it in braids. And so this is, this is, this is new to me, but it's something that I am committed to doing and not because I'm trying to make a political statement. I just want an easier hairstyle. And when you've chosen to wear your hair straightened, that's been your choice, not 
something that was told to you, right? It's been my choice. But if part of it is what's kind of pressed on us by society. I mean, there's no question that I was dealing with, uh, you know, the images of beauty that have been perpetuated by the beauty industry for years. Um, and, sub, you know, subconsciously, I'm sure, um, where that's what, you know, you see all the time. And I'm, I know I'm not consciously going, oh, I want to look like this white woman. But those are the images of beauty that we saw for many, many years. Only recently we started to see a little more diversity as it relates to beauty. But I do know that it's been difficult for me because my it's so much work. I spend so much time dealing with my hair. I feel like I've wasted, you know, years of my life dealing with my hair. And, uh, and I'm kind of tired of it. Has there been pushback, do you think, from viewers toward African-American reporters about their hair, whether they're men or women? Or is there pushback from viewers, period, about... I think there's pushback from viewers, um, period. I mean, I, you know, went, have bangs. I got comments about wearing bangs. So, yeah, I think viewers always weigh in. But I have to say, I think African-American women face a lot. Um, and this is just from observation, too. I mean, uh, I can think of Evelyn, uh, Evelyn Holmes over at uh, Channel 7. I remember when she had a short afro. And I think she got pushed back on that. She looked great, but I think she got pushed back on that. I worked in Atlanta with Monica Kaufman. And Monica Kaufman went through, she was, she was known for a lot of the hair iterations that she went through, including she wore weaves and wigs. And I think she might've worn braids and people were always talking about her hair. Um, men, you know, wear their hair short cropped a lot of times. And I think they're starting to wear it a little bit longer sometimes, but I don't ever hear the same level of pushback about men and their hair that I hear about women, women in general, but black women, particularly. Lisa Laflamme in Canada mm -hmm. during COVID mm -hmm. couldn't get to a salon to color her hair. And so she decided what the heck I'm just going to go all gray, which scandalized apparently her management as respected a journalist as she is and has been all of a sudden she was out of a job that's almost caused an earthquake in Canada are we at a, a sort of decision point or a, a meaningful moment in this discussion of how women ought to look on the air I hope so and God bless her for just you know being herself and thank goodness for the backlash you know i have heard of that i've heard of that being an issue too women going gray it's okay for men to go gray but i've heard that you know i've heard women having issues i mean i'm very gray too i feel like i'll go one thing at a time we'll maybe try gray. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah it's time it's long long since been time and so uh I know that, you know, it should never be as big a deal as it is. We do work in television. We do understand it happens. There is an, it's an element of what we have to consider, but it's time to reconsider what we consider acceptable. That's an area we also talked about with Ariana and Selah. 
So you both are aware, I know, of Lisa Laflamme in Canada, a huge anchor in Canada, a respected reporter in Canada, who during COVID didn't have the ability to go get her hair colored on the regular basis she used to and let it go gray and got fired. What was your sense of that, your reaction to that? I personally feel that the news isn't about what the anchor looks like. The news isn't about what the reporter looks like. It's about what the reporter is reporting on. So for the news director or whatever higher up made that decision, I personally feel like they weren't really focused on the news. Sailor, women viewers were outraged in Canada and said so. Are things changing enough in our world that, as Ariana is saying, we shouldn't be looking at the anchor for how the anchor looks, but what the anchor says? Are we really at that point yet? I don't think we are, especially if this is something that happened so recently where a woman lost her job, lost an opportunity just because she was not able to conveniently dye her hair and just because she went on air with the hair color that grows out of her scalp no we haven't progressed far enough and I think in a way it can be compared to black women wearing their natural hair too because that's the hair that grows out of their hair but it's still not accepted within the newsroom so Although maybe a little change has been made, you know, because I have been seeing on social media some news anchors and news reporters in broadcast wearing their natural curls um, or maybe ma wearing a braid style or a protective style. It still hasn't changed enough to where all women feel comfortable wearing whatever hairstyle they want to because there's still so many rules and provisions around that. So you are young women about to jump into the profession, right? Yes. And you're putting together demo reels, correct? Yes. Yes. Is your natural hair represented on your demo reels? Yes. I personally do not. I want the news director to see how I look. And I want the news director to see how I look in every season um, and not think that straight hair is all they're going to get because that's not all I'm going to wear. I'm going to wear my hair natural. I'm going to wear it in braids. I'm going to wear, I wear wigs and sew-ins also, but not all the time. Sometimes I need to let my hair breathe. I need to, if it's raining outside, a sew-in is not going to do it. <laughs> so I, I need them to see how I look all the time because I don't want to be I don't want my hair to be an added stressor on top of what already is going to be a stressful job being an MMJ. That's already enough stress. A multimedia journalism yes. journalist. Yes. So, Sayla, on your demo reel, do you have your natural hair? No, I do not. I believe only on one clip I was wearing my hair natural, but it was slicked back into a ponytail, so you couldn't really see the texture. Like I said, I think I was doing that out of being safe rather than sorry, which it hurts me to do because I want to express myself, my natural self, but I just have this fear of not being accepted or not being able to get opportunities just because of the way my hair looks. And especially because I'm just starting to become a professional in this industry. I'm just now kind of getting my feet wet and really 
I haven't gotten out there yet and gotten my first professional news reporter job. So for me, I just take the safe route, unfortunately. When we come back, we'll hear from Marion Brooks on advice for young journalists who may face hair discrimination. So our young journalists who are just about to launch in the profession in all the journalism schools around the country, what's your advice to a young woman, particularly a young black woman, if her management says, oh oh no, you're never going to get hired with that hairdo? What do you say to them? I would first and foremost prepare them ahead of time to understand that that very likely will happen and still work on being your most authentic self and research the laws of the land. If it's illegal where you are applying or where you work, you know, maybe, maybe make a stand. If, I mean, you always have, you know, it's unfortunate, but I don't, I don't know that it's going to be slow changing. Let me put it that way. But the more people that do that do it and that stand up and say, this is appropriate, especially, you know, and I'm happy to be someone who's later in my career and, uh, and have maybe earned a little bit of, of position in the market where I can do it and make it easier for someone coming along. Um, but if you're young, and honestly, the young people coming up are the ones that are really leading the charge. They're already doing it. You know, they're already being their authentic selves. And, you know, frankly, if you have the options and that person doesn't want to hire you because of that, then keep looking and go somewhere else, you know, or, you know, maybe you call them out on it, on your social media, see how that works. Because it's, it, and hopefully it'll be the law of the land everywhere. I can't wait to see you in braids. <laughs> and, and I'll be watching you. It's everyone. Uh, thank you, Carol. Thank you, Marion, very much. You're welcome. We also talked to Ariana and Sela about what they'd do if a news director told them to change their hair. So I've been in the business a long time, as you both know, and I've had quite a few news executives have conversations with me about how I look or how I should look. And those have been, in some cases, quite contentious. Are you prepared for a news director or an executive producer to say, Ariana, let's get rid of the braids here and uh, let's make it a little straighter? I think that's why I'm going in with my reel having me in my natural hair because if that conversation is going to come up, I want it to come up in my interview process. And You're going to fight it on the front end. Yeah, on the front end. I've had a conversation with a male news anchor whose news director said that his hair was too wavy. It, he can't change that at all. That is the way that his hair grows out of his scalp. He has waves. So it's it's just a, a long fight that we're in. Um, but if we continue to given the fight will never be over and i'm not and i'm not knocking anybody who does wear 
wigs or sew-ins on their demo reel because I wouldn't have this attitude if I hadn't talked to that professor um, last quarter and talked about hair. So I would have still had the same attitude, but she kind of made me feel a little more comfortable about choosing my market specifically. Um, and I want to go into a diverse market. Um, so that is the choice that I'm making currently. Say when a news director comes to you and says, oh, your hair is too long or you're, I don't like it, you need to change it, what do you do? That is a topic that I would like to bring up within the interview just to lay everything out front because I think it's important to have those conversations beforehand so that the news director knows who you are, you know, and I don't think that hair is something so big and distracting as to where it deters you from doing your job in the newsroom. We're journalists. We're there to report the news. So I don't see how something as simple as having a hairstyle, wearing curls, wearing long hair, wearing really short hair should stop you from anything of that sort, especially when there's other reporters out there doing that. No problem. Well, it's clear that you've thought about this. It's clear that the two of you have a plan, and I think that's terrific. And thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you for listening to this episode of So You Want to Be a Reporter. I'm Carol Marine. This podcast was produced by Monique Malima, music by Max Duggan. You can listen to this and future episodes on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Thank you so much for tuning in.